This is the Neil Evans Says Podcast. Quite a weak Coolmore when you look at some of the winners that have come through in the last few years. Uh, it's nice and wide and handsome for the each-way punters. There's value left, right and centre. But it's all out of Visto. 100 metres to go. Three or four lengths in front of Rota Arataki. And Anavisto trots in. This week, Neil Evans Says... And the intriguing thing about this is the straight course map. You look at some of the horses like Private Eyes first up. We know Joe Pride's been gearing up for this race. Free trials for a long way out. And Private Eye down the outside. Private Eye, let's go with a big run. Marzu up the fence. Private Eye, the big winner of the Nature Strip Stakes, has come from last to beat Marzu and Kementari. Hello and welcome to the Neil Evans Says Podcast. Wherever you're listening to us across Australia, thank you for tuning in. We're covering three big races at Rose Hill this Saturday. The Group 1 Kilmore Classic, the Group 2 Ajax Stakes and the Group 2 Farlap Stakes. And then we're off to Flemington for the big race of the day. The Group 1 $1.5 million new market handicap. And Neil Evans, welcome to you. Some terrific finishes last Saturday. I think all four of the horses you tipped for the Canterbury Stakes finished in the top five. What about that run from Artorias? Yes, hello Sumsy, hello to everyone out there. It uh, it was a, a roller coaster day out there at Ramick. I got to say, not not all went to plan, that's for sure. And yes, it was a bunch finish uh, in the Canterbury Stakes, but certainly I did put my neck out with Artorias and it chopped it off well and truly. It was uh, sort of had it in the exotics, but I just thought I did mention that based on the being pushed out in the trial, it might just struggle to peak first up. But it got a beautiful run through for Zach and got the cash in a very tight finish. But uh, I know I did uh, mention Cascadian at a very big price. Runs probably forgotten. was only 1.8 lengths from the winner. Mm. Uh, settling back there last, never really got a crack. There was not much room there, and you probably knew your fate early in the straight. But stick on the tail of Cascadian. It was a really, really good run when you weigh it all up. So uh, uh, the eight-year-old is on track for a big autumn. Let's go to Rose Hill Gardens, races 6, 8 and 9. The yep. track is looking to be a good four. The rail is true. It's been a scorching week in Sydney and staying warm into Saturday with a top of 33 for Sydney's West. Race 6 is the $250,000 Group 2 Farlap Stakes for three-year-olds at set weights over 1,500. The Colts and Geldings carrying 56.5 and the Phillies 54.5. And Neil, Chris Waller, six wins in seven years for this race, starting with Winks in 2015 and the last Hungry Heart in 2021. Mm. Chris Waller may well just win it again. He's got Zoo Gotcha at $1.80 with Tab. Yeah, too short for me, Zoo Gotcha, although entitled to go favourite and is a huge chance in the race. Yeah, Waller does have a, a very good time of it around this time of the year. I must say, Sumsy, I'm delighted we're at Rose Hill, a fa- fabulous racetrack. Can play a little bit on speed, but... Uh, just far more reliable than what you get at Randwick. I thought the track last week at Randwick was, it had that lanes that we talked about. We talked with uh, Joe Pride recently about lanes developing on the track at Randwick. We saw it again, uh, horses two or three off the fence late in the day, looming to win uh, and then just got bogged down big time. You can uh, can predict meteor arrivals more accurate than you can uh, what Randwick's going to do. But we're at Rose Hill. You mentioned good four. It's nice and warm. We'll probably be on the firmer side of good four. And uh, we kick it off with this Farlap Stakes. Look, I'm very much with this uh, Surround Stakes form, the group one that was run a couple of weeks ago, won by Sunshine in Paris. And and certainly the favourite Zoo Gotcha comes through that form line, beaten only a head and a bit. Strong form line, but coming out of that same race, Madame Pomery, no, nay, never Philly, number eight, said two runs back, was way, way back, 
near last in the surround stakes and got home very, very nicely, back down now to 54.5 under the conditions of this race. And I think third up at a big price, Madame Pomery will be hitting the line hard and is ready to peak over this 1,500 metres. So very much at the value, number eight, Madame Pomery, each way to win this one. Must leave in Zoo Gotcha, as I said, uh, first up, very strong coming through this form line, will be right there and is entitled to run a clear favourite, but uh, I think the gap between the two is way too big. So seven Zoo Gotcha, uh, clearly in for second, and watch out for nine Revolutionary Miss charging home late. I think uh, uh, it's at a, a time in its peak where it's really ready to attack the line and will be getting home late. So good race to Farlap, eight Madame Pomery at the value to beat seven Zoo Gotcha and nine Revolutionary Miss. Going for the Chris Waller Quinella there, Neil. That uh, probably makes sense given Chris's uh, excellent form in this race. Well, he's got good timing for these uh, for these horses. They're, they're they're very early in the prep. The three year olds, of course, and they're on the rise. Very important with these younger horses. You get them on the upward slope, of course, uh, and he's got a stack in that area. And I just think the way it uh, it sorts here at the value, of course, it's all about uh, what price you like. Uh, he's got a massive hand in the race for sure. Race six, the Farlap Stakes. Neil's tips are number eight, Madame Pomery, number seven, Zoo Gotcha, and number nine, Revolutionary Miss. Race eight, the main event of the day at Rose Hill. The Group One $600,000 Kilmore Classic, a quality handicap over 1,500 for fillies and mares three years and up. The winner exempt for the Doncaster Mile and the Queen of the Turf Stakes. Both those races coming up during the championships in April. Neil, 17 runners for the Coolmore. Number two, Anna Visco, the favourite at $5.50 with Tab, yep. but having to do some work from Barrier 16. Yeah, no value for me, Anna Visco. Look, it's a quite a weak Coolmore when you look at some of the winners that have come through in the last few years. Uh, it's nice and wide and handsome for the each-way punters. There's value left, right and centre, and a lot of that has to do with the better performed runners being drawn wide. As I say, uh, it's only a very, very moderate addition. But this is uh, right up the hitting alley of those who like to play the exotics and the value. You mentioned Ana Visto, buy a reliable man from a wide draw, I think is under the odds, even though it is a wide market. I think the best value, sticking with the Waller camp, is number one, Hinged, who hasn't won for a long, long time, but just look at the horses it's been bumping into. It's had two runs back, Group 2 and Group 1 level, both times behind Animo. Uh, as we know, up to the mile. There's no animos in this race. There's no fangirls in this race as well. They're the Quinellas from both those uh, races, the Apollo and the Group 1 Chipping Norton. And hinged, drawn out. J-Mac gets on. If it, if she can just slide across uh, and take up a forward roll, I think it's a race that we run or, and won from the first third of the field. And you go back into the spring, you know, you know behind the beaten three-length Zaki, uh, it was only 1.64 from I Wish I Win. Mm. Very good horse in the Golden Eagle. Beaten a long head in the Group 1 Epsom uh, behind Ellsberg. It's always tackled good horses hinged. It's not a strong race. And I saw the $9. My eyes lit up. I think it's terrific each way value. Uh, number one hinged to win the Coolmore Classic. Putting in three hope in your heart, who's been hitting the line like a powerhouse, and she'll be getting home really hard. She just needs the right sort of tempo and trail into the race. She's a four-year-old mare as well. Uh, her finishing effort in the Group 2, Guy Walter, was very good. She'll be strong late. So too will number 10, She's a Belter um, for the Snowden camp, who's got a lot of ability. We'll need some luck getting well back uh, in the field, but uh, down in the weights with Willie Pike steering home late. Watch out for She's a Belter charging into the finish. Good race in the sense it's nice and open. One hinged at the value to beat three hope in your heart and 10, She's a Belter. 
Yeah, well, just having a look at that, Neil, number one hinged is at $8. Uh, Hope in Your Heart is at $8. And then you've got She's a Belter, which is at $14 with Tab this morning. So plenty of value there in the Kilmore from Neil, 1, 3, and 10. Race nine now, the $250,000 Group 2 Ajax Stakes, three years and up, quality handicap over 1,500. The race named after Ajax, the Australian Hall of Fame racehorse and 1938 Cox Plate champion who won 18 races in a row. Chris Waller with the favourite for the Ajax. Uh, Waterford paying $3.70 with Tab. Who do you fancy for the Ajax, Neil? You mentioned it, Sumsey. The four-year-old stallion down the bottom, number 12, Waterford. I'm all over this horse uh, second up, I think it's a, it's a horse we probably still haven't seen the best. Its record's good, uh, still lightly raced, four wins from the seven. An import, of course, it's by an Irish stallion called Ortord and has a lot of ability. I think this is just a lovely second up race. It uh, worked home as a favourite. It was a bit disappointing first up in a benchmark 88, but been sent back to the trials by Waller and gets a nice cover gate, gate four. And I think this is Waterford's peaking race, this one. Got a clear on top to win this one, number 12. Uh, watch out for number seven, Ascension, I think is well placed in the race. And number four, Sabark, also well placed in the race. Uh, and I think we'll be hitting the line. This is a horse that's got uh, uh, quite a lot of ability. Comes out of that group three Liverpool Cup race where it finished off well. So I think second up, Sabark will be in the finish. But uh, very keen to back number 12, Waterford. Here's Sumsey to win the Ajax, seven a cents in, in for second, and force a bark for third. Race nine, the Ajax stakes, Neil's tips are 12, seven, and four. Flemington now for the new market. The track is a good four. The rail out to two metres last Saturday, and this week out four metres for the entire. Melbourne with mostly dry conditions this week, and another mild to warm weekend coming up, mostly sunny and 24 for race day. It's race seven, the Group 1, $1.5 million new market, 1,200-metre sprint, open handicap. The winner gets 900000 First run in 1874. Black Caviar won it in 2011. Takeover Target in 2006. And the horse we mentioned earlier, Ajax, won it in 1938. This year, Neil, Peter Moody has the favourite, number three, I Wish I Win, $4.20 with Tab. But I'll yeah. tell you what, there is quality everywhere, isn't there? Oh, boy. Look, this is the most fascinating race of the day, uh, stating the obvious probably by Country Mile. Group 1 Newmarket, uh, time-honoured race. You mentioned some of the winners there. Group 1 level down the Flemington Strait. Now, the rail slips out a couple more metres to the four-metre mark, and it is warm weather. So we're probably very, very uh, firm on the firmer side of good four. And the intriguing thing about this is the straight course map. You look at some of the horses like Private Eyes first up. We know Joe Pride's been gearing up for this race. Free trials for a long way out. And we know that Gilguy run from the spring when he carried 60 kilos Private Eye and exploded home. Still under a hold to win the race. Straight back. He always says, Joe Pride, you go back to a course that a horse takes a natural attachment to. And Private Eye's shown that. But it's drawn in two. I wish I went off that brilliant return uh, behind Cool and Gatter down the straights, out in 14. Marzu first up is out in 16. Uh, and in secret, the three-year-old, switching from Sydney third up, is in eight. So it's going to be fascinating where the speed lanes might uh, might be late in the day at Flemington. That said, there's some big closes in the race. Bella Nipatina was good first up. September run second up can power home. Um, there's plenty in the race. It's a, mm. it's a terrific race. I'm going to stick with Private Eye. Keeping in mind, I'm hoping it's an even track, but I like the fact that Private Eye is drawn to, as in, so Brenton Abdullah just locks the horse away 
with all the cover in the world, saves him up for one big run. The trials have been nice and quiet. We know he saves it all for race day. You know, if he needs to steer away from the inside, he'll be able to do that 1,200-metre straight course. He should find the room. But the cover's big for Private Eye to win this one first up. Of course, uh, the runner-up uh, from the Everest. I wish our win was fabulous. We, we we get up at 12, 13 to 1 and a couple more strides behind Cool and Gatter. And obviously, naturally, up 1,200 metres. Drawn to come down the outside, I wish our win uh, will be very strong late second up. And 15 in secret, the three-year-old down there on 51 and a half kilos. I like the fact it's coming back to 1,200 metres. I don't think the run was too taxing. Probably should have won last start uh, when it had to change course. But in secret's got good straight course experience as well. And she'll be right there. Three wonderful horses on top. Private Eye at the value big time to win the Group 1 new market to beat three I wish I win and down to 15 in secret in for third. Neil's tips for race seven, the new market handicap at Flemington, one, three and 15. That is going to be some race and you can catch that at 4.20 on Saturday afternoon. This is the Neil Evans Says podcast. You can subscribe for automatic episode updates by hitting the follow button wherever you listen to your podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify and iHeartRadio all feature the Neil Evans Says podcast. So don't forget to follow us and share us with your mates. You can follow Neil on Twitter and get more racing info and tips for all the big regional races in New South Wales, as well as for Rose Hill and Flemington this Saturday. Neil's Twitter handle is at Neil Evans Mailer. I must say, you, you are absolutely on Twitter, aren't you? You're all over oh, it. yes. <laughs> yes, I've given that an almighty crack over the last decade. <laughs> I mean, it's bad and indifferent, but uh, there's plenty in the sportsman as well. And, uh, gee, I'll tell you what, it's going to be a big four, three or four days of racing. Canberra has the big black opal stakes for the two-year-olds on Sunday, Canberra Cup Monday, their two-day carnival. So it never stops, and we're galloping along with it all, Sumsi, so let's hope we can find some winners and some good price ones for all the punters out there. Yes, remember to uh, please gamble responsibly. It is a big weekend in racing and also a big weekend in sport. The AFL doesn't get underway until next week, but round two of the uh, of the NRL, there's some surprise results last week, particularly with the, uh, the Dolphins getting up, and uh, we get to see the Dragons for the first time this weekend as well. And the cricket is on also. The Australians looking to uh, even up the series against India. You're a former uh, champion cricketer, uh, Neil. Tell us how do you think the if the Australians will go. And I'll tell you what, it's amazing. They're in front of a crowd of 110,000, they reckon, on day one. Yeah, they love this ground. They, they turn up from everywhere for this ground. Look, uh, it's, you know, the, the, the wicket will probably be a dust bowl. This will, this will be, given that they've, they've kept the trophy, lost the last test, they, they'll be happy just to grind Australia into, into the dust in this one, India. Probably the biggest talking point or how many uh, free beers Albo will get sitting up there in the stands. Uh, watching this one, but uh, uh, still saving face, but Australia, they need to put in a decent effort. They were belted off the park and embarrassed in the first two tests. Now, I mentioned 110,000 people. What's the largest crowd you ever played in front of, Neil? Uh, probably 110. You can drop off the 1,000. No, actually, no, I'll tell you what, in England, in England, your minor county stuff and uh, those festival cricket days, you, you could quite often play in front of 5,000. Right. Uh, over there. So that, that was good. That's in England where they turn up for everything over there, county cricket, league cricket, Sunday cricket. Uh, a bit different here in Australia, unless you're playing in a test match. So, yeah, just, um, keep, just keep going, Neil. I know you love to talk about cricket. You just keep going, mate, and we'll catch up with you later. Right, okay, well, you know, once you get onto the cricket, the right, the right, the wrongs. I could just talk forever, good and bad, but uh, we need to sign off. But anyway, something, let's rock and roll. <laughs> ah, what is this? What is this? <laughs>